Seeing at home plate with Captain Mario Wills of the Los Angeles Dodgers and the umpiring team of Bill Stokowski. The starting pitchers in tonight's game for the visiting New York Mets. On the mound will be left-hander Doug McGraw. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, their hard-throwing rookie right-hander, Don Sutton. We'll be posting the starting lineups and the batting orders for tonight's game in just one moment. Rumor has it that Big Bad Bill is mellowing with age, that he's no longer the Edwardson that was known as the flippest lip artist in WGY. Rumor also has it that the rumors were started by Jerry Ducey, himself a fast man with chatter and flatter. The truth is that between Bill Edwardson and Jerry Ducey, you can call it a morning every day from 7 until 11.30. Good records, good talk, and a wild look at the world come to you on Breakfast with Bill and the Jerry Ducey Show, Monday through Friday mornings here on WGY. And say, Mets fans, how would you like a great big 8x10 photo of the Mets? That's right, a team picture of a whole bunch of them. You could hang it over your radio or next to your moose or in one of your bedroom closets. What does it cost? Nothing. The mind boggles at the very thought of it. For a free 8x10 black and white team photo of the glorious Mets, write Mets Photo WGY Schenectady. That's Mets Photo WGY Schenectady. Doesn't cost you a cent. Entertainment of our listening audience. 
any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of the scheme without the express written consent of the New York Mets is prohibited. Well, it was nice prior to the game here this evening, seeing again Edna and Casey Stingle. Both looked great. Both in wonderful spirits, and Casey was honored prior to the game here this evening. Presented with a handsome trophy by Sport Magazine as the man in sports over the last 20 years. Quite a tribute to Charles Dillon Casey Stingle, a member of Baseball Hall of Fame. Now it's play ball here in Los Angeles. The New York Mets come up against right-hander Don Sutton. And all set to follow the action for you, Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Bob Murphy, and hello, everybody. Bud Harrelson, switch hitting shortstop, steps into bat left-handed against the right-hander Don Sutton, and open up the ball game here at Dodger Stadium, where every game is a big one now for the Dodgers, who are out in front in the National League race. Jim Gilliam, positioned at third base, comes in on the edge of the grass against the punting ability and the speed of Harrelson. Sutton's pitch is in for a call strike as Harrelson shortened up, did not offer the punt. Took the pitch in for strike one. Don Sutton, 21 years of age, and this is his first major league season. Has won 12 games, and he's lost one. Well, won 12 and lost 11, I beg your pardon. Here's the pitch low. It is one and one to Harrelson. Waiting on deck is Ron Hunt. Year. Don Sutton was at Santa Barbara and at Albuquerque. Eight and one at Santa Barbara, 15 and six at Albuquerque. Pitches in for strike two, one and two. Sutton has one, one, and lost none against the New York Mets so far this season. And the pitch breaks low for a ball. It's two and two. On the coaching line for the Mets, Yogi Berra is at first, and Whitey Herzog is on the line for Ron at third. Sutton takes the sign from catcher John Roseboro. And here is the 2-2 pitch. Low for a ball, so the count is out full at 3-2. Now Sutton takes a look around before throwing the rubber again for a payoff pitch to Bud Harrelson. the side, starts the motion, and the playoff pitch is on the way. Swung on and fouled off. Harrelson stays alive at 3-2. It was about a week ago that Sutton came up with an injury, and in order to strengthen his arm, he has been throwing the ball against the mattress in his room at home. Here's a payoff pitch. Swung on and missed. A strikeout. Number one for Sutton. He has three home runs and 32 runs batted in. The Dodgers have nine remaining home games, including the one tonight, and 11 games on the road. The Pirates have three at home and 15 on the road, and the Giants have nine at home and nine on the road, and possibly another one on the road. They have one to play in Cincinnati, which will be played on Monday, October 3rd, if it is needed to decide. Here's a pitch inside for ball to hunt for ball one. Starting play tonight, the Dodgers have won 83 and lost 59. The Pirates have won 83 and lost 61. The Giants have won 82 and lost 62. Here's a pitch for hot hit in the air to center field. Willie Davis flies over. He's underneath and waiting, and he makes the count. Two away, and that will bring up Al Luplo. Luplo is hitting 260. He has four home runs and 25 runs batted in. 
Rogers on the field. Have Dick Stewart at first base. Jim Lefevre at second. Maury Wills at short and Jim Gilliam at third. Tommy Davis is in left field. Willie Davis is in center field. And Lou Johnson is in right field. John Roseberry catching. John Sutton with the pitch to the left-hand batter. And it's high for a ball. Two games to play here in Los Angeles tonight and tomorrow night. Here's a pitch swung on and hit down the line in the air and left. Tommy Davis coming over, gets there underneath and waiting, and he makes the catch in left field. So the side is out in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. Scores the end of a half inning. It is the Mets nothing, and the Dodgers coming to bat. This is WGY News. This is the sound that means news, up to the minute, concise and complete. From the facilities of NBC, Associated Press, United Press International, the United States Weather Bureau, a staff of stringers throughout a 26-county area, and a newsroom staff of experienced news people, WGY keeps you informed of the latest happenings. More than 20 times a day in regularly scheduled newscasts from 6 in the morning to midnight, WGY brings you the latest news from around the world, around the area, and across the street. And when something newsworthy happens, you get it in bulletin form when it happens. All this, plus specialized programs on farm news, sport, weather, and business, make WGY's news department your best information center for what's going on in the world today.
also a switch hitter, playing third base tonight, has a season's average of 221. He has one home run and 16 runs batted in. Yes, tonight is being picked up by Armed Forces Radio Service and beamed to the 
the Pacific area. So from all of us here at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, a salute to servicemen everywhere. Jim Lefebvre waiting in the on-deck circle. Two men out, Jim Gilliam taking his lead at first base. Tommy Davis, one on and missed, just one and two. Throw nine away, and Davis chases. Bob Murphy told you Casey Single received an award from Sport Magazine on the field before the game tonight. Casey came out of the dugout, and about halfway out, broke into a short run to prove that even though he limped as a result of the broken hip, he still can move pretty fast on occasion. Long Island. 
Paul Whitman Shopping Center and it's open during regular store hours. Reservations for box and reserve seats may be made at all Howard closed stores during regular store hours and also at any branch of the manufacturer's Hanover Trust Company during banking hours. Tickets may be obtained by mail by writing ticket manager Shea City in Flushing, New York. Box seats are $3.50 each. Reserve seats are $2.50 each. And 25 cents each order to cover mailing costs. Top half of the second inning, and Ken Boyer is up to lead off for the New York Mets. He brings a five-game hitting streak into tonight's game. Wainson sends a foul ball deep down into the left field seats out of play. Boyer is hitting 271. He has 13 home runs and 59 runs batted in. In for a call strike. Don Sutton has a three-game winning streak. Also three no-decision starts since losing in relief August 14th, 12 to 10 to the Cubs. His record against the Mets this year, one win and no losses. Here's a pitch outside. Sutton started twice against New York. He won seven to one on a complete game at New York. He gave up five hits. Got no decision here at Dodger Stadium when he pitched five innings and allowed three runs on seven hits. Here's a pitch high. So it's two and two now to Ken Boyer. That's nothing in the Dodgers, nothing in the top half of the second inning. Pitches inside. It's out four now, it's three and two to Boyer with Larry Elliott waiting on deck. John Sutton reads the sign of John Roseborough and deals a payoff pitch. Going on, and the second strike out of the night for Don Sutton, who started tonight having struck out 198 batters, so he has now struck out 200. Rookie strikeout total in the major since Herb Shore set the record of 245 and 1955. Larry Elliott's up. Hitting 250 has five homers and 30 runs batted in. Pitches in there for a call strike. The National League rookie strikeout record is 227. Set by Grover Cleveland Alexander in 1911. Here's a let up, one on, and then off speed and way out in front of two strike count to Larry Elliott. So Don Sutton, who is 200 strikeouts, is just 27 shy of the all time National League rookie strikeout record. Two strike delivery now is high and tight. It's Rock Elliott back. He's in familiar territory. Attended the University of Southern California here in Los Angeles. This is a one-two pitch. And it's outside, two-two. Final score in the American League, the California Angels have defeated the league-leading Baltimore Orioles six to five. Manny Rojas gets the win. Ed Fisher takes the loss. Frank Robinson hit his 44th homer in the fifth with nobody on. Fregosi had a grand slammer in the fourth for California. The only other game being played in the Major League. This pitch is low. So again, 
Sutton has gone full at three and two. One man out, nobody on base for the Mets batting in the top half of the second inning. Here's the payoff pitch. Low, and it's a walk. The Mets get their first base runner, Larry Elliott, drawing the base on balls. Leon Jones is coming up. Hitting 281, he has eight homers and 50 runs batted in. You know, youth opportunity depends on education. The more you learn, the more you'll earn. So stay in school and prepare yourself for a really good job. You'll be glad that you did. Leon Jones, a right-hand batter up now with one man out. Larry Elliott on it first. Dick Stewart, the first baseman, coming over to hold against him. Sutton off the stretch with a pitch that is inside for a ball. One and oh, the count to Cleon. It looks down to sign man Whitey Herzog at third. Defensively, the Dodgers play Cleon John straight away. Ed Cranepool has moved out to the on deck circle. Here's the pitch again tight, rocking him back. It's two and oh. Second from Willie Davis and holding it first with a run batted in and 
front by a score of one to nothing. Jerry Grody is coming up. Leon Jones is limping as he goes on into the dugout and takes the seat, and assistant trainer Joe Deere is going up to see about Leon Jones to see if he is all right. He was uh, limping perceptibly as he went to the dugout steps. Dugout located along the third baseline. Brody is hitting 236. He has three homers and 30 runs batted in. Right. Yes, we must be doing something. Woo! We must be doing something. Woo! 
second inning, and Dick Stewart will be up to lead off for the Dodgers. The first baseman is hitting 235 for the season. He has seven home runs and 22 runs batted in. He began the year with the New York Mets. President George Weiss of the New York Mets as they view the proceedings from the stand. Doug McGraw on the mound for the Mets. The pitch to the right-hand batter. Breaks low for ball one. Stengelin accepting the award on the field before the game said uh, I'll appreciate this all my life he uh, uses the phrase all my life with some frequency and uh, the night of the old timers game in New York at Chase Stadium when uh, he made a speech he referred to the heat in Kansas City and he got the phrase down rather handily here's a pitch to Stewart done for a call strike. Casey said, it's the All-Star game. I noticed Hank Bauer suffering from the heat. I wondered why he suffers from the heat, because he's from Kansas City. I'm from Kansas City. I was born in Kansas City all my life. One and one, the count to Dick Stewart at the plate as McGraw deals a pitch that's run out and missed. Breaking ball, it's one and two. Lou Johnson has moved out to the on-deck circle. one and the Dodgers nothing. Ken McGraw reads the sign and the one-two pitch to Dick Stewart. Fastball, a little low. It's two and two. Sick of the pennant fight and on top in the National League standings. There's a lot of pennant fever here. Here's the 2-2 delivery. Just inside. Fastball, and the count is out for the 3-2. McGraw thought he might get a call on that one. Stewart just outside the batter's box. I steps in. He uh, wears number seven here, the number that he wore to coming to the New York Mets. Stewart now backs out of the batter's box. As McGraw was looking for the sign. Now he's back in. And again, Stewart's tired of waiting, and he backs out. McGraw now stands erect, both feet on the rubber. He's from Northern California, from Vallejo. Here's the payoff pitch. Curveball, high and away. It's a base on ball. This is the next turn. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hey, turn on your dial. WGY connected to the smoother sound around. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast.
This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California. And Lou Johnson, the right-hand batter, is up now for the Dodgers. Here, balls it on the ground, foul back at third. As Boya moves to the bag to glove it, but it was beyond his reach in foul territory. Strike one to Lou Johnson. Johnson's playing right field tonight, hitting 265 for the season. He has 11 home runs and 56 runs batted in. John Roseborough has moved out on deck now. and missed two strikes now to Lou Johnson. Nobody out. The Mets one and the Dodgers nothing. Rainbow plays behind the runner at first. Change is foul back and out of play with a let-up curveball. Johnson out in front, he just flicked the bat around, fouled it back into the seat. So the count holds at two strikes. Also, 
of the Dodgers says that he doesn't think that the pennant will be settled until the three teams are right at the wire on that final series. Here's the one-two pitch now. Sidearm, and in there for a call, strike three. As McGraw came in with a side, I'm a low sidearm delivery. First time he's used that one tonight, and it caught John Roseboro looking for the third strike out of the evening for the Mets young left-hander. Two away, and Don Sutton's coming up. Sutton has been up 79 times, had 15 hits, two doubles, two runs batted in. He's hitting 190. He's a right-hand batter. Dick Stewart off the bag at first now with his lead. McGraw with a pitch that is in there for a call strike. Maury Wills has moved out on deck. We're in the bottom half of the second inning at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California, where the Mets are leading the Dodgers by a score of one to nothing. Again, McGraw sets up to check and deal. Curveball swung on and missed. Two strikes now to set. This point has struck out three, and he has walked two. Off the stretch again, checking the runner. Here's the pitch. Low inside, and it's one and two. Cody having to move way inside to glove that one. Speaking of the pennant race, puts it in horse race parlance. He says as they get to the wire, whichever of the three teams uh, can get its nose up there will win. Here's a one-two pitch. Curveball swung on and missed. And McGraw has his fourth strike out of the night. His third in this inning as he struck out Johnson, Roseboro, and Sutton after walking Stewart. No runs, no hits, no errors. A walk and one left. The score at the end of two innings is... That's one, and the Dodgers, nothing. The New York Mets will be here again tomorrow night, and we'll be on the air at 10.55 p.m. New York time. Radio coverage only tomorrow night, then we'll be moving up to San Francisco as the Mets take on the San Francisco Giants Thursday afternoon, radio and television coverage there. The game was scheduled today in the Major League. In the American League, the California Angels tonight defeated the league-leading Baltimore Orioles by a score of 65. George Brunette started for California, Lou Burdett in the third, Jack Sanford in the fifth, Minnie Rojas in the sixth, Lee in the eighth. Rojas was the winner. Wally Bunker started for Baltimore, Frank Bertano in the sixth, Ed Fisher in the seventh. He was the losing pitcher. Frank Robinson hit his 44th home in the fifth with nobody on. Jim Fregosi had a grand slammer for the California Angels in the fifth. Right here through two innings, it is the Mets. One run on one hit, no errors. And the Dodgers, no runs, one hit and no errors. Doug McGraw is coming up now for the New York Mets. Doug has been up 14 times, had three hits, hitting 214. He's swinging the bat as he comes up. During batting practice tonight, Tug McGraw came up to Ken Boyer with one of the heavier 
your bats Boyer was using early in the season and said, are you still using these? And Boyer said, no. He said, do you mind if I use one of them? And Boyer said, be my guest if you can lift it. And McGrath said, well, I choke up. It's a little different. I get a little leverage, and maybe I'd go to right field. So he's using an early season Boyer model up there tonight. McGraw is a right-hand batter. Sudden pitch is in for a call strike to Chuck McGraw. Bud Harrelson waiting in the on-deck circle. Again, Sutton delivers, and it is butted on and fouled off. Two strike count as Chuck McGraw tried to push the ball down the first baseline, trying to push it towards Dick Stewart, who comes in on the edge of the grass, reaches down, wipes off the palm of his hand. The count to McGraw is two strikes. Don Sutton has struck out two and walked one. the ground is short. A big hop up to Maury Wills. He guns it across now to Stewart in time. And McGraw managed to swing the big bat. Got a ground ball to short. He goes on McGraw to Stewart. One away. And Bud Harrelson's coming up. He's been up one time and struck out on a 3-2 pitch. Ron Hunt out there on deck now. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Run it on and back toward the mound. Taken by Sutton. The underhand to first in time. keeping a foot anchored to the bag, and so now there are two men out, and Ron Hunt is coming up.
breaking ball low, two and one. More of them than ever before are saying now that this will be Gilliam's last season as an active performance. They contend that he has had fielding lapses this year that he has never had before. The count is two balls and one strike. Fastball's low, and McGraw goes behind the Gilliam, three and one. One man out, nobody on base. The Mets one and the Dodgers nothing. Willie Davis waiting on deck. Takes a long time in reading the sign of Jerry Grody. He has it now, the 3-1 offering. Is it deep to left? It's way back there. Going back is left field to Elliott to the edge of the warning track. He makes the catch for the out. Two away. Long fly ball hit to left by Jim Gilliam. Driving Larry Elliott back to the edge of the warning track in front of the 380 sign on the bleacher wall. Willie Davis is coming up. He's been up one time and he lined out to right field. He hit one on the button his first time up in the first inning. But Al Luplo came over to snare it. Willie Davis, one of the fastest men in the game. Overly closed stance and the pitch is low. There was a time in his career when he was a man of a thousand stances. Emulated every successful ball player he could see or think about. One day he'd be Ted Williams, the next day he'd be Stan Musial. The 1 0 delivery. Check swing, foul ball, off and out of play. It's 1 and 1.
Dodgers Stadium in Los Angeles through three innings and met them one run on two hits, no errors. The Dodgers no runs, one hit, no errors. As we go to the fourth, coming in for the play-by-play now, Bob Murphy. All right, Lindsay, Ken Boyer will be leading off against right-hander Don Sutton. Ken, after hitting a long foul ball that carried far back up into the seats, was struck out by Sutton in the second. Ken hitting at 270. Now Sutton out of his wind up the pitch, and the breaking ball is on the inside corner, strike one. Birthday greetings flashed on the message board here at Dodger Stadium to one of baseball's all-time outstanding southpaws, Walter Dutzruther, 73. Now swing and a miss on a curve, strike two. Tomorrow night, the pitchers are Claude Osteen, a 15-game winner for the Dodgers, and Bob Friend for the New York Mets. It's up high, one ball and two strikes. Friend has pitched well against the Dodgers this year. He shut the Dodgers out. At Shea Stadium on the last homestand in the game, McGraw started against the Dodgers and was ineffective. Friend took over and went seven and a third in relief to win. Foul ball hit down the third baseline, no play. Here's the pitching lineup for the Dodger Pirates series Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. In the Thursday night game here in Los Angeles, Woody Fryman against Don Drysdale. Friday night, Vern Law against Sandy Koufax. Sandy will be after his 24th win. Now, grounder foul down the third baseline. And on Saturday, it'll be Bob Veal against Don Sutton. Don Sutton has won more games as a rookie for the Dodgers than any rookie since the days of Joe Black and Evans Field. Kenny Boyer, check that two and two. That scored a run after two were down in the second inning. They lead one nothing. We're in the top of the fourth. Now swinging a miss by Kenny, struck him out. So Don Sutton strikes out Ken Boyer for the second time. For Sutton, his third strikeout. right-hander now has 201 strikeouts. Johnny Roseboro going out to see Sutton now before Larry Elliott steps in. Larry reached on a walk in the second. The only walk given up by Sutton. In the series at Candlestick Park against the Giants. Wes Westrom is all set to go with Bob Shaw, Jack Fisher, and Dennis Ryback. Swinging a miss on a breaking ball of the knees. Well, West was really pleased with the showing of 19-year-old Nolan Ryan in his Major League debut. A two-inning relief stint against the Atlanta Braves. Nolan struck out three. And it's on the outside corner of the knees, a call strike. Batting at 250. Left hand hitter waiting. And he lines one foul down the right field line. Dick Stewart trying to reach it with a glove, but it was beyond his reach. This is only the second ball game of the last month that Dick Stewart has started. 
Things have worked out well, though, for Dick Stewart. The Dodgers win the pennant. He undoubtedly will be voted at least a half of a World Series share. And the pitch a changeup is over a strike three call. Nobody on. In addition to a World Series share, if the Dodgers win the pennant, and Stewart will get this whether they win or whether they don't, the Dodger Ball Club is making the Goodwill Baseball Tour to Japan after the season is over, which will be a marvelous trip for one and all of the Dodgers. Cleon Jones stepping in. Cleon reached on a force play in the second. Then he helped build a run by stealing second, his 13th steal of the year. And he came around to score on a base hit by Eddie Cranepool. And that is the only run of the night. He lays off, and it's outside. One ball, no strikes. players, if they travel without their wives on the trip to Japan, receive about $3,700. If the wife goes along, about $2,000. And the pitch is in for a call strike. One ball, one strike. They'll be gone about five weeks. One and one on Cleon Jones. Sutton winds. Down comes the pitch. A smash through the hole. A base hit. So Cleon takes the turn. He's on as Tommy Davis wings the ball back in to Maury Wills. In the second inning, after Cleon stole second and came around to score on Eddie Cranepool's base hit, he was limping noticeably as he went over into the dugout, but... He ran to first base on that base, and he was turning it out and not limping at all. Now Eddie Cranepool steps in. Eddie steps back. He was taking all the way. May have been a little confusion, and the pitch was over for a call strike. Now throw to first, and Jones scrambles head first to get back. Yogi Berra moving up to have a word with Leon Jones. The Mets played the running game to score the only run in the second inning. Now Sutton in the set position. And he throws to first. Save. He just got back. Beautiful move by rookie right-hander Don Sutton. Jones had to hurdle back to the bag. Very close play at first base. So Don Sutton, who had Jones deal on him in the second inning, is really working on him here in the fourth inning. There goes Cleon, a pitch shot. The fake by Rose for all the side. Pitched out. 
Leon has his 14th stolen base. Now Roseboro is looking over to Walter Austin to see how the skipper wants to play it with first base open. Jerry Grudy is on deck, and now they'll intentionally walk Eddie Crane. And a few Mets fans in the audience. Jerry Grudy, a right-hand batter, is on deck. First base open as a result of the steal by Cleon Jones. And here's ball four outside intentionally. And Eddie Cranepool will go down to first base. While he trots to first, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hey, turn on your dial. WGY Schenectady, the smoothest sound around. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast.
Cody, a run scoring base in. A Texas Laker into short left center. It brought home Cleon Jones. And Greenpool, who was running on three and two, tried to make it all the way from first base. He was waved around by Whitey Herzog, and he almost made it. For the New York Mets, one run, two hits, no errors, one left on. At the end of three and a half, the Mets two and the Dodgers nothing. However you enjoy your kicks and jazz, we feel certain that you'll get your fill on the weekly program Just Jazz, heard over WGY. The program is heard usually on Tuesdays from 8 to 11 in the evening. But during the Mets baseball season, the show is heard on other nights of the week. In any case, Just Jazz is heard one night each week. Suggestion. Send your name and address to Just Jazz Schedule, care of WGY in Schenectady, New York. And by return mail, you'll have the listings of each of the Just Jazz programs throughout the summer. This is Randy English. Be advised, it's cool, it swings, it's for you, and it's Just Jazz here at 810 on your radio dial. WGY in Schenectady. Now we go to the fourth inning, and Tommy Davis leads off for the Dodgers. Well, Jerry Grody caused the Dodgers' strategy to backfire. The Dodgers, after Jones stole second, he elected to put Crane Pool on and play for Sunnyshus. Right-hander pitching to a right-hander, and Grody's base hit brought one run in. And the move by Whitey Herzog almost made it two, and it was certainly a solid move on the part of Whitey. Two men down, and the pitcher coming up next. And it was a close play at home plate. Greenville almost scored. Now the Dodgers have Ron Paranowski warming up in the bullpen. And Tommy Davis leads off against Tug McGraw in the last of the fourth inning. Now leading 2-0, and the pitch is in the eye for a strike. Tommy Davis is hitting 308. Tommy has played 87 games this year. McGraw's pitch on the way. A grounder hit the third, handled by Kenny Boyer. Two strides, the throw across, and Davis is out. Tommy had single to left his first time up for the only hit given up by Ted McGraw. Now Jim Lefebvre, the second baseman. Lefebvre leads the Dodgers in home runs and also in runs batted in. 23 round trippers and 70 runs batted in. For the Dodgers, Danny Ozark and Preston Gomez on the coaching line. This is inside. One ball, no strikes. Dick Stewart is the on-deck hitter. Now McGraw siding in, and it's fouled over the Mets dugout back into the crowd. Casey Stingle enjoying the ball game and chatting back and forth. Casey probably filling George in on the youngsters that he has seen. The ball games that he's seen on the West Coast since he last saw him. Now a swing and a miss. It's one ball and two strikes. 
he's a busy man between his chores with the Valley National Bank, and that is the last president of the New York Mets. delivers one and two. A slow curve hit on the ground, a third charged by Boyer. The hurried throw is in the dirt, empty handle. Lefebvre is on, the Grody backs it up in foul ground. And there's no advance on the part of Jim Lefebvre. That was a tough play for Ken Boyer. That could go either way. It's a base hit. Kenny had to charge in on the slow hit grounder, make the off balance throw, which was low and in the dirt. Poole trying to stretch out. He was foot on the bag and come up with it. Was unable to do so, and Grody backed it up with a real hustle. Now Dick Stewart. Dick Stewart, after being cut loose by the New York Mets, was saying that one, the one ball club he had not planned to contact at all was the Los Angeles Dodgers because being slow-footed and not a fancy fielder, he did not figure he fit into that type of a ball club. But then it was something he read in Sandy Koufax's book that caused him to call the Dodgers. Now the pitcher on the way, a swing and a foul tip strike one. Chapters of Sandy's book he had written about Dick Stewart. Sandy had said that Stewart hits me almost as good as he says he does. Dick said, Well, I figured I've got a friend of the ball club, so I'm going to call. It just so happened right at the time he called, Ron Fairley was hurt. The left hand hitters had been not hitting left hand pitching, and the Dodgers were very much in need of a right hand batter. So they took Dick Stewart on. It's been a happy move for Stewart. Doug McGraw with a one-strike count on Dick Stewart. Dick reached on a walk his first time up. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a miss and a curveball. Strike two. The right fielder, Lou Johnson, is the on-deck batter. Two Dodgers, nothing, home fourth inning. Eddie Crane, pool holding against Jim Lefebvre. Now McGraw fires. Fastball just missed the inside corner. He almost had him struck out with that. One and two. swept a four-game series from the Astros, and they shut the Astros out in all four games. That was a new Dodger club record. Previously, the Dodgers had had three shutouts in a row with Roger Craig pitching one of the three, Stan Williams one of them, and Don Drysdale one. It's one and two on Dick Stewart. And the pitch by McGraw. Curve hit on the ground, down to third. Boyer grabs it, throws the hunt, force play. On to first, he's out. Safe at second base. Paul Fryer said Hunt did not have his foot on the bag. The throw was there in time. But Hunt either didn't have his foot on the bag or came across the bag too soon. And Fryer calls Jim Lefebvre safe. So 
the Mets lose the double play, and the Dodgers have a runner in scoring position. Stewart is out, 5-4-3. And the Mets dugout much alive right now, and a very unhappy West Western. Johnson, the right fielder, comes up against Tug McGraw. Ball was not hit hard, but Stewart is not fast. The Mets had the ball around the infield in time for two. Now Jerry Grody is on the mound talking with Tug McGraw. This is the second time the Dodgers have had a runner as far as second. Jim Gilliam reached second in the first inning. Lou Johnson is hitting 265. He has 11 home runs and 56 runs batted in. Second, two men down. The pitch to Lou Johnson. A smash for the middle. He's in. And the fever around third is heading in. There'll be no play for him. And it's a two to one ball. So the loss of the double play on the previous play is costly. Singles to center, scoring with Bieber. Now it's the Mets two and the Dodgers one. The batter is the number eight hitter, Johnny Roseboro. Roseboro with a good year, batting at 288. First time up, he took a call, third strike. Doug has walked two and struck out five. Allowed one run, three hits.
Johnson on first, two men down. It's one and two on Roseboro. In comes the pitch by Tug. A crossfire curveball that missed inside, and it's two and two. Earlier in the ball game, to Johnny Roseboro, he threw a sidearm fastball for a call third strike, and I think it's the first time this year we've seen Tug use that pitch in a ball game. leads off first. Here's the 2-2 delivery. A pop foul. Brody will not have a play. It's beyond his reach. Lands over the field box area, and the count remains. Two balls, two strikes. almost to a standoff at Shea this year. The Mets won four, and the Dodgers won five. Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers have won five, the Mets have won two. Now McGraw checks the runner, and the pitch on the way. Far inside, it almost nicked Roseboro, so the count is pulled out three and two. gets on, we may get a pinch hitter. Walt Alston has kept Paranowski working. Now it's three and two. Johnson will be running. There he goes. The pitch is fouled off. The bat flies out of the hands of Johnny Roseboro. And the first base coach, Danny Ozark, had to jump to get out of the way of it. Second time that Tug has badly fooled Roseboro. And this time he got a little bit of it to foul it off. John Roseboro walking down to the first base coaching line to retrieve the bat. So it's three and two on Roseboro. Johnson, the tying run for the Dodgers on first base, will be running. Doug lobs the ball over to first base. Just serving notice. Now McGraw is set. Johnson runs the pitch. A bloop in the short left field. It will be in for a base hit.
Ross Westrom is coming out to talk things over with Doug. That was a blue hit to the opposite field, and Elliott charging in, came right by the ball, had to put on the brakes, turn around, and go back and get it. The ball was rolling so slowly, he didn't have to go back very far. And now Denny Ryband is on call in the Mets' bullpen. Weston said he might use Ryband in relief in tonight's ballgame because Dennis would still have plenty of rest before his start against the Giants on Saturday. Johnny Roseboro badly fooled by two curveballs hanging in there and getting a base hit, a bloop to the opposite field. And Al Ferrara, big, strong right-hand hitter, is batting for Don Sutton. Ferrara hitting 279. The Mets lead 2-1. But Johnson is on third, and Roseboro is on second. And now Johnson is asking for a bulk call on Doug McGraw. Looks the runner back at third. Here's the windup. Down comes the pitch. A strike on the inside corner. Two fielding lapses. Applying the pressure to Tug McGraw here in the last of the fourth inning. The Mets appeared to have a double play made that would have retired the side. But Ron had come across the back too soon at second. Changeup that almost nicked him. As a matter of fact, Al Ferrara was not really trying to get out of the way because it was a changeup. One ball, one strike. Al Ferrara lashing the bat back and forth, waiting on McGraw. A 1-1 one, one dip, delivery. A swing and a miss on a curve at the knees. It's one ball and two strikes. The Dodgers have Johnson on third, Roseboro on second, two men out. And Al Ferrara is batting for Don Sutton. infield around to left, playing Ferrara as a pull hitter. The one-two delivery just missed the outside corner. It's two and two. This one quite a struggle for Tug McGraw. It hasn't been his fault, but he's in quite a battle here. Down comes the pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Kurt McGraw strikes out. Pinch hitter Al Ferrara. And the side is out. And for Tuck, that is his sixth strikeout. In the last of the fourth inning, one run. There were three hits, one error, and two left on. The two left were left in scoring position. At the end of four, the New York Mets two and the Los Angeles Dodgers one. Let's see. Popular features of the activity at Chase Stadium this season has been the activity of the Mets fan club, and there are three fan club dates remaining for this 1966. September 27th, Cleon Jones will meet his fans. September 30th, Bob Shaw, and October 1st, Al Luplo. For tickets, all you got to do is write to Mets fan club, Chase Stadium, Flushing, New York. Or if it's more convenient for you, you can pick them up at any of the Mets regular ticket outlets. 
if you wish to bring a used toy, now not a broken toy, but a used toy, the Lady Met Club will send it to an needy child in the name of the player that you are visiting on that particular night. We'll repeat the date. September 27th, Leon Jones. September 30th, Bob Shaw. And October 1st, Al Luplo. Write to Met Fan Club, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. Or you can pick the tickets up at any of the regular Met ticket outlets. Through four innings of play here tonight, the New York Mets, two runs on four hits and one error. The Los Angeles Dodgers, one run on four hits and no errors. This is the first game of a two-game set between the Mets and the Dodgers. The last two meetings of the season between these two teams. They'll be playing again tomorrow night. We'll be on the air at 10.55 p.m. New York time as left-hander Claude Osteen, who already has won 15 games, will be starting for the Dodgers. And Bob Friend will be starting tomorrow night for the New York Mets. Wednesday is an off day, and then Thursday afternoon, it'll be the Mets and the Giants at Candlestick in San Francisco. We'll be bringing you that one on radio and television. Right here at Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers have made a pitching change, and to tell you all about it once again, Bob Murphy. All right, Lindsay, Ron Paranowski. Still a young, but now a veteran relief pitcher with the Los Angeles Dodgers, takes over. The Mets twice this year have beaten Paranowski. They beat Paranowski here in Dodger Stadium 7-6 to six in a real thriller. A game the Mets pulled out in the ninth inning. They beat Paranowski 3-2. The game the Mets beat Paranowski 3-2, you'll recall, he threw a wild pitch with the bases loaded to let the winning run come home. Paranowski has made four other appearances against the Mets this year in which he has not figured in the decision. And until this year, the Mets have never beaten Paranowski. Last time, he was 5-0. This year against New York, Ron is 0-2. And Doug McGraw, batting right-handed, is up against Paranowski. A swing and a miss, strike one. A swing and a miss on a breaking ball, and McGraw is struck out. Regan is having the kind of year that reminds you of that sensational year the little Elroy face had for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Elroy, as a reliever, won 18 and lost only one. Major League record for the highest winning percentage 
for a pitcher for a full season. The 2-2 delivery, and it's over. Strike three call. Bud Harrelson is caught looking. You know, when you pull the tab on the new Ryan Gold Extra Dry Chug-A-Mug, the top comes off with a hiss that sounds like the good Ryan Gold flavor inside. Six 12-ounce mugs to the carton. You'll find them in the Chug-A-Mug displays at your local store. Slide to center and single to left, one for two. Ron batting 286. The Dodgers have had scouts trailing the New York Mets for about the last 20 ball games, with an eye toward possible trades this winter. And it's over to strike one. They'll have to go on the market and get a third baseman before next year opens. So they're undoubtedly looking at Ken Boyer, but also they could move Lefebvre to third if they could get a second baseman. One ball and one strike. Over 20,000 for this Monday night battle. 
Paranowski's 3-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out, and the bat this time goes... Four times, the bat has gone flying through the air. Paranowski has just struck out the side. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. We've come halfway at the end of four and a half. The Mets two and the Dodgers one. And now here's the word from Sunoco. and drums, and you'll hear that each evening Monday through Friday at 5.45 on WGY when I bring you Spotlight on Sports, the only full 15-minute radio program in the area devoted exclusively to sports news of the day. This is Bill Carpenter inviting you to hear Sports Spotlight each day and to tune in Mondays and Thursdays at 5 minutes past 7 p.m. for two new programs of auto racing news, Northeast Racing Roundup on Mondays and Speedway Highlights on Thursdays. And these programs are only part of WGY's extensive and intensive coverage of sports. Monday through Friday at 6.15, horse racing fans will like Howard Tupper's track talk. Golf enthusiasts will enjoy Bill Edwardson's golf talk on Thursdays at 6.35 p.m. with questions from golfers and answers from pros. All this plus Mets baseball and national sports coverage from NBC on WGY, your reliable station for sports in 26 counties of New York and New England. of the fifth inning here at Dodger Stadium with the Mets leading 2-1. And before Mari Wills comes up, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hey, turn on your dial. WGY Schenectady, the smoothest sound around. The voice of the Mets in the great old East. Lindsay Nelson and Ralph Kainer from Dodger Stadium. Maury Wells hitting right-handed against Doug. Maury has been up twice, gone over two. Last ball is taken high. One ball and no strike. Wells hitting 278. They have the baseball quiz on the message board now. Inside and low to Wills, 2-0. One player was in the most consecutive games at the start of his major league career. This is over for a call strike, two and one. As Lindsay was mentioning, the Dodgers picked up a Ducky Schofield from the Yankees to back up Maury Wills. Wills plays each game with his leg wrapped. His hip almost down to his ankle. And it's under the knees, ball three, three and one. The Dodgers will tell you that Wills is running now at about 75% of his speed. He still on occasions will try and steal a base, but not very often. Pitching three and one. Last ball for a strike, three and two. Three steals have been thrown out 22 times. When you see where he's been thrown out 22 times, you realize that he obviously is not running 100%. That leg injury just will not let him do it. Schofield will not be eligible for the World Series.
McGraw out of his windup, the 3 2 pitch. And it's ball four, and Wills goes to first. Now, in this situation, where it's a one run ball game, Dodgers trailing by the run. Wills, the leadoff batter on first, and nobody out. Let's see how Murray plays it. Oftentimes, in this situation, with Gilliam coming up, the Dodgers play in run. Hander in the game. Gilliam is batting right-handed. Left-hander in the game also has a little better chance of keeping Will close. And the ball is lobbed over to first by McGraw. The walk to Wills, the third walk given by McGraw. And a throw to first, it's not in time. Rainpool was getting ready to dash in toward home in the event of a bunt. Davis is on deck. Now McGraw in the set position. A defense for the bunt. Gilliam squares around, doesn't offer. Outside, ball one. Dodgers indicating they'll try and scratch out the tying run. They're the home team. Ken Boyer in close at third. throw over to first by McGraw. Now McGraw set. And Gilliam didn't square around, but took a curve inside. Ball two, two and oh. Now some hustling around in the mid bullpen. We're going to get warm-up action in a hurry. Dennis Ryback and Rob Gardner starting to warm up. for his life getting out of the fourth inning. Here's the pitch on the way. And it's outside. A throw to first. Great. Wills just gets back. Wills had really taken a long gallop off first. And Grody's quick pick down to Crane Pool almost got him. But McGraw has now gone behind on Gilliam 3-0. Checking with Preston Gomez to see how Walter Alston wants to play it on 3 0. Mari Wills leads off first. And the 3 0 pitch. Ball four. Missed low outside, and McGraw has walked the first two Davis and Jim LaFever coming up. 
managers around the National League prefer to pitch left-handers against the Dodgers, not only to curtail their running speed, but to turn those switch hitters around to the right side. However, Walter Olsen says in his opinion that his switch hitters are actually better right-hand hitters than left. Willie Davis is the batter, and the Mets look for the bunch. West going back to the dugout, and McGraw will try and bail out of it. The pitch, he squares around. Bunch, fair ball. Picked up by McGraw. He throws to second. First play at second. Good play by Doug McGraw. He took the potential leading run out of scoring position by rifling the ball to Bud Harrelson for the fourth play on Jim Gilliam. I think everybody in the stadium thought McGraw would throw to first base. He didn't have a shot at third, but he saw he had a shot at second, and he took the gamble. out of the mound talking to McGraw a moment ago. He cautioned him that on the bunt to be thinking in terms of a play at second because that was the go-ahead run for the Dodgers that was taken off. Gilliam is out at second. Well, the Dodgers now, runners at first and third. Now the hitter is Tommy Davis, and Tommy has one for two. He singled his first time up. the infield hoping for a shot at the double play. The outfield shaded to left. McGraw delivers to the plate. A fastball at the knees. Strike one call. Now Grody going out to the mound. Working with his young pitcher, Doug McGraw. Grody has acquired a lot of catching savvy in a short period of time. He's actually been catching only about three years. Bud Harrelson and Ron Hunt talking things over. Tommy Davis is batting 307. For the Dodgers, Maury Wills is on third. He's the tying run. And Willie Davis, who has burning speed, is on first base. The runner goes to Davis, two runs batted in. 
Russ Westrom is coming out of the dugout. We may get, we'll get a pitching chance. This is Russ's second trip out. Boy, that speed is something. When Tommy Davis takes the gamble, he was given the green light by the third base coach, Preston Gomez. He was running on the pitch, and by the time he got around second base and started for third with those long legs and that great speed, he was opening it up 100%. He rounded third, and you can see they weren't going to be able to get him. Boyer cut off the throw coming in and fired on home, but not in time, and Willie Davis scored from first base on a hit-and-run single. Now Dennis Ryabat is being brought in in relief. This will be the first time that Dennis has relieved since the 17th of July. On that occasion, he saved a ball game for Jerry Arrigo with a fine relief shot against the Houston Astros. Dennis has been the top pitcher on the staff this year. He's won 11 and lost 7. And he has won 9 of his last 13 decisions. In addition to his 11 wins, Ryback has 3 saves coming out of the bullpen. He relieved quite a bit in the very early part of the year. Did not become a regular starter until early June. So it's an exciting ball game, Lindsay. The crowd really enjoying it, and they're going to have a lot of excitement to follow with these Dodgers, Giants, and Pirates before this thing's all over. No question about that. We have another red-hot race in the National League. Right now, Doug McGraw is leaving the bottom, heading on over for the dugout. He's getting a hand from the Dodger fans that getting further instruction from manager Wes Western, who turns out is following Chuck McGraw on over towards the dugout. And now on the message board, attention, Ron Svoboda, you have just become a dad. Your wife, Celia, and your nine-pound-plus son, both doing well. Congratulations. That message for Ron Svoboda, who is in the dugout of the New York Mets. The Dodger management has taken this means of relaying the message to Ron Swoboda, Bob. Do you think Ron isn't beaming, and do you think he isn't nervous? He's facing that dugout floor like a bear. <laughs> you bet he is. Well, nice going. Congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Ron Swoboda. They're firstborn, and that youngster's off to quite a start this world, isn't he? Over nine pounds. He is indeed. Promoters getting congratulations in the dugout from uh, various Mets as they come by to say a word to us. I don't think I've ever seen a ball player find out that he had just become a father quite like this before. Have you? No, I never have. It'd be quite a shock if you're sitting in the dugout and look out of that big message board and say, well, it's not something. Casey Stegman would say you done slithered. Lefebvre, a switch hitter, is up there batting left. And 
And the first pitch is over, strike one. Wills raced on a walk, and Gilliam raced on a walk. Willie Davis tried to bunt the runners over. And Gilliam was forced to second. But then playing hit and run, Tommy Davis hit a sharp ground single to left center. And Willie Davis, who was running from first on the pitch, came all the way around. Pickoff attempt, throw to second. Ball goes into center field, backed up by Ron Hunt. No further move on the part of Tommy Davis. As Ron Hunt backs the play up in short center field. had a good shot to pick Tommy Davis off on that pickoff play. But Denny Ryback's hurry throw was low and wide. Now the 1-1 delivery. A ground ball hit toward the hole. Hunt to his glove side is up with it. Throws to Cranesville in time. Lefebvre is out. Tommy Davis crossing over to third. Well, Lindsay, if we were script writers, at this point we would write it so that Ron Swoboda would come up as a pinch hitter in the ninth inning and win the ball game with a home run. That's right, but instead it's going to be Ron Farley coming up as a pinch hitter for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So with right-hander Dennis Ryback now in the game, Ron Farley will bat for Dick Stewart. taking his lumps, but he was knocked out by the Braves yesterday. 
and one on Ron Fairley. Dodgers lead 3-2. And a ground ball hits foul down the first baseline, grabbed by Eddie Cranepool. Tommy Davis. Tommy drove two runs in with a hit and run single to left center field. Now the fastball is outside. It's three and two on Ron Fairley. Base hit by Tommy Davis drove in Wills from third and Willie Davis from first. Lou Blow has missed this one ball at two strikes. 
on, nobody out. Top of the sixth inning, three to two Dodgers. Aronofsky winds, down comes the pitch. Breaking ball on the outside corner, strike three. And Aronofsky in relief has now struck out four in a row. Sutton, the starting pitcher in four innings, struck out four, so the Dodger pitching has now struck out eight. Jim Hickman is coming out on deck. To bat for Larry Elliott, right now, Ken Boyer steps in. Under the knees, one ball and no strikes. Three, five, and oh, the Mets two runs, four hits, one error. Now the pitch by Paranowski gets the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Grady Hatton, the manager of the Astros, they were just swept four games by the Dodgers, all four by a shutout. So he feels the Dodgers will win the National League play. Foul ball off the foot of Ken Boyer. One ball and two strikes. He feels the combination of four outstanding starting pitchers and three outstanding relief pitchers will be enough for the Dodgers. Phil Regan, Ron Paranofsky, and Bob Miller, the Dodgers have a very strong bullpen. They have their four regular starters and a fifth spot starter, our long relief man, Joe Moeller. one and two to Ken Boyer and it misses low outside two balls and two strikes Pittsburgh would appear to have the toughest slate in the fact that they are playing all but three of the remaining games on the road but interestingly enough the Pirates have a better record on the road than they do at home this year it's inside and low three and two
have the infield and the outfield around the left against Jim Hickman. Jim batting 230. Here's the 1-1 one -one delivery. And the off-speed pitch is low, ball two, it's two and one. the manager, would you figure that perhaps Ron Swoboda might be too nervous to play in tonight's game? Outside ball three is three and one. Baranowski behind on Jim Hickman, three and one. Jones on deck and then Eddie Cranepool. Now the 3-1 pitch. A swing and a miss. It's 3-2. Baranowski has now struck out five in a row. The record is eight. Pitching 3-2. Actually, to stop and go into a rundown. 
with the base hit for Lou Johnson, and he's thrown out Bud Harrelson to Ron Hunt. That was a drive off Boyer's glove that was rolling slowly in the left field, and Bud Harrelson, using that speed, got out there to get the ball in a hurry. Now Roseboro is up, and the pitch is outside, ball one. Roseboro was in the middle of that fourth inning struggle when he blooped a base into left field. Ball one. Incidentally, the most consecutive strikeouts by a relief pitcher, the major league record is seven, held by Denny McLean of the Detroit Tigers. He did that last year. by Jack Meyer and signed by the Dodger Street Rickers. Now it's two and one on John Roseboro, bottom half of the sixth. And then he misses outside, ball three, three and one. Then a fly bat working in relief of Ted McGraw. Now Dennis has his sign from Jerry Grody. And the free one pitch is low outside, ball four, and Roseboro goes to first on the walk. There's the first walk given up by the drive back. And Ron Panowski will get a big hand. Panowski has been up only seven times all year, and he has two hits. comes in close to third, expecting the bump from Paranatsky. John Roseboro on first. Crane Bull ready to come up the line. He squares around, doesn't offer, and it's over. Strike one. The Mets led 2-0. The Dodgers got one run in the fourth inning, and they scored two in the fifth inning. The Dodgers have three runs, six hits. The Mets two runs, four hits. first by Ryback. Maury Wells is beyond deck batter. Baranowski takes the swing and he misses. He squared around to decoy the infield end, then tried to swing, but missed. Now Ryback makes the stop. Here's the pitcher on the way, and it's over. Strike three call. Baranowski is out to Mendoza. Mets have been getting their share of strikeouts this game tonight, too. Craig McGraw struck out six men and four and a third. Dennis Ryben now has struck out two. The two Dodger pitchers have struck out ten. The two Mets pitchers have struck out eight. So we've had 18 strikeouts. This ball game is just in the sixth inning. Maury Wells batting left-handed. Maury is 0 for 2, but his last time of leading off in the fifth inning, he reached on a walk. He later scored. And 
It's a drive in the air to left field. Jim Hickson is in front of it. Makes the catch and the side is out. So Wills is out. So are the Dodgers in the last of the sixth inning. No runs. One hit. No errors. One left on. At the end of six, the Dodgers three and the New York Mets two. Did you ever stop to think of how many lonesome travelers there are here in Yonder and how thirsty they get?
Mets getting down toward the number nine spot in the batting order. Mets trail by one run. Here's the pitch on the way. He was around above but doesn't offer. And it's under the knees. One ball and no strike. Real good ball game tonight here in Dodger Stadium. Very big game for the Dodgers. They can pick up a half game if they win. Drop a half game if they lose. He delivers to pursue a swing and a miss with the runner going. Now Jones is trying to get back to play the first. He's out. A fever in the belly, and Jones is out. Leon broke for a second. It looked like they hit the run play. And when pursue swung and missed the pitch, Leon tried to slam on the brakes and get back. Roseboro had fired the ball through to the fever. He whipped it to Fairley, and Leon was out. going 2-4-3. Next pitch to pursue. A breaking ball outside. 2-1. Hey, hey, hey. Now the 2-1 delivery. And it's over on the outside corner. Two balls, two strikes on Ed Pursue, batting for Ed Cranepool. And now the Dodgers have their ace fireman, Phil Regan, warming up. count two and two delivers to pursue a curve just outside three and two and he started to go and then he held up here's the payoff delivery on pursue a line drive hit down the right field line fair ball just inside the line johnson grabs it on a hop pursue heading for second flies in Leon Jones nailed it first. Whether he could have scored on that is doubtful, but he certainly would have been on third. Dying run is on second base, one out. Jerry Grody coming up. Jerry drove a run home in the fourth inning with a timely two-out base hit. Now let's see how the Dodgers play. At first base is open. One man out, and the pitcher due up next. Rybat waiting on deck. And they pitch to him, and it's just under the knees. One ball and no strike. Last time around for Jerry Grody, they put Crane Pool on intentionally. The pitch to the right-hander at that time, right-hander Don Sutton was in the ball game, and that's when Jerry got the base hit to drive in a run. And on that base hit, Crane Pool was out on a close play at the plate as he tried to come around, which was found baseball with the pitcher coming up next and two men down. It's low, ball two, two and oh on Jerry Grody. Greg Goosen is being called in from the bullpen now by West Western. Bill Regan. 
Michigan is warming up in the Dodger bullpen. The Mets trail three to two, and they have the tying run on second, one man out. The pitch to Grody, a slow ground ball off the mound of Saranowski. He's up with it. He throws to Fairley in time, getting Grody, and Brasseau crosses over to third. Dennis Ryband is being called back to the dugout. And Greg Goosen is coming out to hit for him. Boy, this one is being played like a World Series game. Jacksonville this year, Greg Goosen had 25 home runs and knocked 63 runs in. He batted 243. Greg has one hit and three times up since his recall from Jacksonville. Call well built California. Who originally started out as a bright prospect in the Dodger organization. To a man will tell you that there have been very few young players they hated to lose as much as they did Goosen. So now Greg Goosen is batting for Dennis Rybat. Ed Brasseau is on third. He's the tying run. The Mets are operating against two men down. Here's the pitch. And it's a swing and a miss. He was badly fooled on a slow curve. He tried to hold up, but he had gone too far. through against Baranowski for a single and a double here in the seventh. Outside, one ball, one strike. Greg Goosen, right-hand hitter, bends from the waist. And the pitch to him. Just missed in the count of two balls and a strike. He thought he had a strike with that one, and he kind of walked off the mound for a moment. Now Paranofsky cranks up the 2-1 pitch. A change-up curve, a strike on the inside corner. He really floated that one in. He reminds you a lot of Stu Miller. He very rarely throws that fastball. He sets it up. His fastball is his changeup. A steady assortment of pitches, a steady assortment of slow breaking pitches. Pitching two and two. Fastball, but it was down low. Ball three, and it's three and two now on Greg Goosen. He starts to wind. Here's the pitch. And it's a ground ball. Bounce to shortstop. Will grabs the hop. Throws to first. And side is out. In the seventh inning, no runs, two hits, no errors, one left on. And at the end of six and a half innings, the Los Angeles Dodgers three. The New York Mets two. Last of the seventh inning, Dodgers three in the Mets two. And now for New York, Rob Gardner is the pitcher. And it's pursued. Flying first base. That means Rob 
Gardner will continue to be in the number nine spot in the batting order. Pursue batted for Ed Cranesville and stays in the ballgame, and Eddie delivered a double down the right field line. Dennis Ryzen pitched well in relief. Denny went one and two-thirds, allowed no runs, one hit. Walked one and struck out two. Gilliam. A ground ball hit down to pursue. Eddie up with it. Steps on first. One down. Willie Davis has lined to right. Struck out and reached on the fielder's choice. And with that fabulous speed of his, he came from first base all the way around to score. On a ground single hit by Tommy Davis in the left center. He was running on the pitch. He made it all the way around and he made it with something to spare. up in the pitch by Gardner, and the curve is over. Strike one call. Tomorrow night, Bob Friend will pitch for the New York Mets, and 15-game winner, Claude Osteen for the Dodgers. It was Osteen who started off the string of four straight shutouts over the Houston Astros when he shut them out on Friday night. On Saturday, Drysdale went nine and Regan won for a ten-inning shutout. Yesterday, Sandy Koufax shut out Houston in the first game. The Dodgers used three pitchers for a shutout in the second game. Taken high, one ball, one strike. Gardner's pitch to Willie Davis. Outside and high, and Willie lets it go. Two balls and a strike. Willie Davis was hitting 292. Close stand, spikes wide apart. Ground ball hit down to first base. Pursue up with it, races to the bag, makes the play. So two up and two set aside by Gardner, and now Tommy Davis coming up. Tommy Davis has two for three, and he'll hit a run single. Scored two runs to put the Dodgers in front in the fifth inning. Lou Johnson drove in the Dodgers' first run. Eddie Crane, Poole, and Jerry Grody have driven in the run. Swing and a miss on a high hard one. Tommy really gave that one a rip. Tommy Davis sitting at 
pitch on the way. A ground ball hammered to short. Bud Harrelson snags the knee high hop. And the throw is low in the dirt, but Pursue comes up with it, and the side is out. So a very impressive 1-2-3 inning for Rob Gardner. The Dodgers are out. At the end of seven innings, the Los Angeles Dodgers, three runs, six hits, no errors. The New York Mets, two runs, six hits, and one error. Only right here at Dodger Stadium, we'll be going to the eighth inning of a real hard-fought ballgame. Dodgers are making some changes now, and to tell you all about it, here again is Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Bob. Changes now at the corners for the Los Angeles Dodgers. John Kennedy comes in to play third base, and Wes Parker comes in to play first base. Ron Fairley goes into right field. And Lou Johnson moves over to left field, and Tommy Davis comes out of the ballgame. Those defensive changes for the Dodgers as we go to the top half of the eighth inning. And it will be Bud Harrelson up to lead off for the Mets, facing left-hander Ron Peronowski. Batting in the top half of the eighth inning. 
coming in and waiting. Aronofsky starts the motion. Low curveball's in there for a call strike. We're going to get a little action again down in the Dodger bullpen. Here's a pitch outside for a ball. It's one and one. Got Rod Swoboda is up and around the bat right now. Our Luplo left-hand batter is on deck. The pitch to Hunt is in for a call strike two. It's one and two. Now Swoboda comes out on deck and Luplo goes back to the dugout. Rod Swoboda, who was notified earlier this evening on the message board here at Dodger Stadium before 22,529 people that he had become a father tomorrow at 12.02 New York time. Swing and a ground ball, Hammond to third. John Kennedy over Clemson and throws on the run in time. And Hunt is out third to first. Now, with the Mets trailing by one run, two men out, nobody on base. Ron Swoboda is coming up when he is announced. With the fans having seen that message earlier tonight, he should get some kind of a fan reaction here.
say Mets fans, how would you like a great big 8x10 photo of the Mets? That's right, a team picture of a whole bunch of them. You could hang it over your radio or next to your moose head or in one of your bedroom closets. What does it cost? Nothing. The mind boggles at the very thought of it. For a free 8x10 black and white team photo of the glorious Mets, write Mets Photo WGY Schenectady. That's Mets Photo WGY Schenectady. of the Mets in the great northeast, WGY Schenectady, a general electric station, the smoothest sound around, and the time is now 25 minutes until 2, and the temperature 57 degrees. This is Lindsay Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kanner at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Ron Swoboda stays in the ball game in left field. Jim Hickman moves to right, and here's the pitch to the field. It's one of into the left field. Harrelson at short, Boyer at third for the Mets. Ramona 
and left, Leon Jones in center, and Jim Hickman in right field. Gardner's pitch, swung on, foul off. He jammed him in on the fifth, just fouled off, so that Johnson stays alive at one and two. the air tomorrow night at 10.55 p.m. New York time. With the final game of the season between the Dodgers and Mets. Here's a one-two pitch way outside. Two and two now to Lou He takes his lead at first with Ed Pursue holding against the runner there. Here is the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and hit high into the air to center field. Cleon Jones will have a long run in, but he gets there. He's underneath and waiting, and he makes the catch. Going back to first is Ron Fairley. Harrelson was hustling out there, but Cleon got in to make the grab. Two away, and now John Roseburg, left-hand batter. One for two and a walk. batting number eight and the Dodger batting order tonight because the Mets started a left-hand pitcher, Chuck McGraw. Rob Gardner, also a left-hander, delivers and has the ball and on the ground to first. One hop to Hunt, he plays over to pursue, comes off the bag, gets the ball, makes the tag, and gets back in one motion. So the side is out. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left to score at the end of eight full innings is the Dodgers three and the Mets two. Bob? Mets tonight's game here in Dodger Stadium is the first of a 13-game road trip, the last road trip of the season. Two games against the Dodgers and then three in San Francisco. The uh, Giant games will be Thursday afternoon, Friday night, and Saturday afternoon. And on Sunday, the Mets have a doubleheader against the Astros in the Astrodome. Games against the Astros next Monday and Tuesday. Then their final weekend on the road in Cincinnati and then back to Shea for the last five games of the home season. The last week at home, the Mets have a night game on Tuesday night, the 27th, against Leo DeRocher's Chicago Guns, followed by an afternoon game on Wednesday, the 28th. Then a day off within the last weekend of the season, the Mets playing the Houston Astros on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon, October 2nd. Sunday afternoon, October 2nd, will be Fan Appreciation Day. All youngsters under 16 attending on that final day of the season will receive a handsome rep replica of the Mets batting helmet. And for all of those over 16, there will be a handsome gift. So make your plans now for that last week of baseball action at Shea with the Mets return home to play Chicago on Tuesday night, September 27th. Right here at Dodger Stadium now, we go to the ninth inning. Last shot for the New York Mets against Paranofsky. They trail by a run. Lindsay? We're going to the top half of the ninth inning, and it is Ken Boyer, Jim Hickman, and Cleon Jones scheduled up for the New York Mets as Ron Paranofsky is firing down the warm-up touches. Bill Regan throwing down in the bullpen for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Through eight innings of play, the Mets have two runs, six hits, one error. The Dodgers have three runs, seven hits, and no errors. Dodger players call Phil Regan the vulture, meaning that he's always around, hanging there, ready to pick up a win. Nick Wilhite also throwing in the bullpen. 
box. As Ken Boyer steps into the batter's box, he's been up three times, struck out three times. Facing left-hand pitcher Ron Peronowski. Peronowski has struck out seven. It's a swing and a drive into center field for a base hit for Ken Boyer. Willie Davis up with the ball, plays it back. Boyer turns and holds. He's on his first, representing potential tying run here in the top half of the ninth inning. The hits are all even in the ballgame at seven each. And Jim Hickman's coming up now for the New York Mets. Looking down intently at Whitey Herzog, the coach is third, and here comes Walter Austin out of the dugout. Walter Austin coming out of the Dodger dugout. Hickman is a right-hand batter. Peronowski is a left-hand pitcher. Walton, Walter Austin walking ever so slowly. Right hand thrust deeply into the right hip pocket. Now John Roseborough also is going out to the mound. Ken Boyer is on at first, and there's nobody out. And Austin makes the sign down to the bullpen. That's going to be off for Peronowski. We're going to get a pitching change right here. Phil Regan. Phil Regan is coming into the ballgame now for the Los Angeles Dodgers with a fantastic record for this season. And he's getting a hand even as he comes through the gate and on out of the field in left field. He's won 13 and lost one. Here's the announcement. is a big, big hero here in Los Angeles, and well, he might be. Last year at Syracuse, his roommate was Jack Hamilton. Now with the New York Mets, he had been in the Detroit Tiger organization, and the Los Angeles Dodgers obtained Phil Regan in exchange for infielder Dick Krasuski. Regan walking across the infield now as manager Walter Austin still is waiting there at the mound. Mets have Chuck Hiller hanging around the bat rack. Last time out, Bill Regan pitched two innings against the Houston Astros. Ron Miller on gave up two hits. Austin and Peronowski getting ahead now. As Peronowski goes into the dugout, followed by the Dodger manager. Bill Riggins starts firing down the pitches. Dodgers followers, of course, believe that the Dodgers will win the National League credit on the basis of their fine pitching staff, particularly the fine bullpen, which consists of Bill Riggins, Ron Baranowski, and Bob Miller. The Dodgers got Bill Riggins for infielder Dick Krasuski. They got Ron Baranowski for infielder Don Zimmer. They got Bob Miller for infielders Larry Burright and Tim Harkin. Chuck Hiller has come out of the Mets dugout, swinging bats to bat for Jim Hickman. 15 saves for Bill Regan this season, and Chuck Hiller is 15 for 42 as a pinch hitter. Overall, Chuck Hiller has a batting average of 307. He has one home run and 12 runs batted in. He'll be coming up here with a runner at first. Nobody out. The Dodgers leading the Mets by a score of 3 to 2. Mets batting in the top half of the ninth inning at Dodgers Stadium in Los Angeles. Still taking the warm-up pitches. That's number eight. Umpire Bill Joukowsky comes over to brush off the plate. Chuck Hiller swinging the bat just outside the batter's box. Joukowsky getting the attention of head manager Wes Westrom and now signals the PA announcer to announce Hiller. In the bullpen for the 
Dodgers now. Bob Miller is up and throwing along with Nick Wilhite. Chuck Hiller is in and waiting as Boyer takes his lead at first. And here is the pitch swung on, hit on the ground, up the middle. The fever over, up with it, lifted back to Wills for the fourth and second. No relay. And the ball was not hit hard enough. Lefebvre to stay back. He had to charge and take it on the edge of the infield grass and then flip it backwards. Tamari Wills covering a second and down to get a sliding Ken Boyer. So now Hiller becomes the runner at first with one man out and Cleon Jones coming up. Cleon Jones is two for three tonight. He has scored two runs. He has stolen two bases. Right-hand batter to face right-hand pitcher Bill Regan. practice rings outside the batter's box. Wes Parker, the first baseman, has come over now to hold again. The runner, Chuck Hiller. Regan has an earned run average of 1.64. It's a swing and a foul ball off to the right side and out of play. Bill Regan has 15 saves. He has won 13 games and lost one. Settles himself back in again. One man out and a runner at first. Regan again with the pitch, and it is low, and it pops out of the glove of John Roseberry. He chases a few steps up the first base line. Close observers of the Los Angeles Dodgers and uh, people around the National League will tell you that the one pitch that got Bill Regan back to the major leagues and has made him a consistent winner is a spitball. Off the stretch now. 1-1 one, one pitch to Cleon Jones. Swung and hit on the ground towards second. Could be for two. Over to Wills for one. Throw to first. A double play and the ball game's over. Cleon Jones hitting into a double play that went from Lefebvre to Wills to Parker. And the ball game is over as Bill Regan getting handshakes all around. As he gets his 16th save of the season. And the Dodgers have won this one by a score of 3-2. to two. They now lead in the National League by a game and a half. Picking up a half game on the idol, Pirates and Giants. In the top half of the ninth inning. For the New York Mets, no runs on one hit. No errors and none left. We'll be back in a moment with the final summary and totals. Right now, the final score of the game is the Dodgers three and the Mets two. Some